Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride. Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast, some call this the flagship. I don't care either way. I hope you're as excited as I am. Because if you've been paying attention at all, we know what yesterday was. We know what Tuesday, July 26th meant. The Pittsburgh Steelers reported to training camp. Not only did they report to training camp, they were back at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. That little town was getting rocked by the Steelers and the fan base as they are all prepared for Wednesday. Today, the first practice. No, they're not wearing pads. They're not. And so if you want to call it glorified OTAs or glorified minicamp, go ahead. I don't care. I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I was here for everything because I just think this for me, and this is a question that was brought up on multiple other shows, what signifies the start of the season? It was Tuesday. When the Steelers get to camp, that's when the season starts. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Second half of the show, the mailbag, as we do every Wednesday. And then, clearly, we always do the same thing. Every single show, we start with the news. There was news. You know, it happened on Monday evening. I guess it was afternoon, evening on the East Coast. It was reported that the Steelers were preparing to release running back, special teams guy, Trey Edmonds. And this was from Adam Schefter of ESPN, and he cited sources. Well, we all know how that works out. Sometimes it comes to fruition, sometimes it doesn't. 
Well, we were all kind of looking around, waiting. Steelers are reporting on Tuesday. It's a really late time to make a roster move. It's happened before. Think back to last season. That was when that was the day that Vince Williams decided, I'm not playing anymore. I'm retiring. So when he retired, it left him kind of shorthanded. But in this case, the Steelers did release Trey Edmonds, and they signed a new running back, Jeremy McNichols. Now, if you that name might ring a bell. It did for me. When I saw that come across, I was like, oh, McNichols, where have I seen that? So I did some digging on it. Well, this was a guy who filled in for Derrick Henry last year for the Tennessee Titans. He has also been the backup there for Derrick Henry, who's a workhorse uh, in Tennessee. Let me give you a little background on this young man. So he was drafted in 2017, but he spent the last two years with the Titans. Last season, he played in 16 games. Again, remember, Derrick Henry got hurt. He had... 204 yards rushing and a touchdown. He had 12 catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. You know, I remembered the name, didn't know a ton about him. Since I wrote the article, though, what I've come to find, he is a very true-to-the-word third-down back. And I got to be honest with you, I don't think the Steelers have had a genuine third-down back since maybe Mowelty Moore. Some might say Veron Haynes, but I'm going to go with Mowelty Moore as the last true, genuine third-down back. I'm not so sure. I don't think that McNichols is a guy that they're going to want to put in there and give him a ton of carries. Now, if they're going to do that, that's Benny Snell. Uh, But McNichols, I don't think he's that guy. I think McNichols is a change of pace guy. And so a lot of people are wondering, where does this fit? How does this impact the Steelers' depth chart? Well, he signed a one-year deal. I don't think it's going to impact it too much. He has a chance to win a spot. Just like Kalen Balaj did last year, he has an opportunity to win a spot. It's not going to be given to him, not going to be guaranteed, but he has an opportunity now. So we'll see how that pans out. Going to be exciting, but Trey Edmonds leaving. Oh my gosh, the storylines, the narratives, no more four brothers. What are we going to do? It, this guy's been bounced back and forth from the practice squad to the active roster so many times. And I, I think it was last year where he didn't sign initially, and he was a free agent, but then decided to sign the last second. This can't be breaking news to Trey Edmonds. But Terrell Edmonds is still on the team. That leaves him with three brothers, the Davis brothers, the Watts, and obviously the Haywards with Cam and Connor. So we'll see how that plays out, but welcome to the team, Mr. McNichols. Excited to have you. It's going to be interesting to watch that running back battle. It was report day. A topic that I had actually had, I think it was last week on the show, is anyone going to do anything special? Are there going to be any big entrances into training camp? And the answer was no, there wasn't. There wasn't any big extravagant entrance. Everyone just kind of rolled in, very businesslike. Some seemed annoyed. I get it. I get annoyed when I go back to work. Um, Anyone that has a break gets annoyed when they got to go back to work. But still, uh, they all showed up. No one held out. Deontay Johnson was there. It was a very mundane, yet a very nice reporting day. The one thing I want to point out, out of everyone that rolled up to St. Vincent College, I thought the one that was the best, Devin Bush showed up almost like he had a a uniform on. Like he was, he was there for work. I like that. I like it a lot. You know, show up, do the job. I said this before, my first article ever for Behind the Steel Curtain, I wasn't in charge of the site, was about how I wanted the Steelers to leave all the shenanigans to the side and just get to work. That's what this team did, and that's awesome. All right, let's get to what we're talking about today. With the Steelers officially starting their season, 
And that's just in my opinion. You might say not till the preseason games start or not until week one when they go to Cincinnati. That's fine. It's up to you. For me, the season starts now. Tuesday, it started. Wednesday, the first practice. This is when the season starts. And so because that's what I believe, then right when this day comes, doesn't matter what year it is. It doesn't matter where they are. It happened in the last two years when they were at Heinz Field. Whenever this happens, they report to camp. The page gets turned. In this year in particular, the page getting turned is significant because there's a lot of pages that are being now put in the back of the book. And so that's the title of today's podcast, The Steelers Officially Turn the Page. And it's not just they turn the page from 2021 to 2022. Let's talk about this. When you think about the change that's happened within the Pittsburgh Steelers organization over the last year. The biggest thing, I think I think the one that most people would probably stop and say, well, this is the turning of the page from what? It would be the end of the Ben Roethlisberger era. Now, I spent all Mondays, the first half of the show, talking about Ben Roethlisberger being a talking point again after his retirement, how frustrated I was. Go back and listen to that show if you missed it. But Ben Roethlisberger's not there. For the first time... Since 2004, training camp is being held without number seven there. And so this is official. The the Big Ben era is over now. Officially over. What era ushers in? Well, we don't know that. We're all going to talk about the quarterback battle ad nauseum over the next month, month and a half. Whether it's Kenny Pickett, whether it's Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, Chris Oladokun, doesn't matter. We are going to talk about that battle a lot. But the Big Ben era, 18 years, it's over. Time to turn the page. It stinks because there's a lot of fans out there that are that are Ben Roethlisberger fans, and they don't like the fact that this era is over. But what are you going to do? It's all going to end at some point for every single player. It's over for Ben. That era is done. Another era that a lot of fans aren't talking about, and I don't think this is a personal thing, it's just out of all the change that's happening within the organization, it gets kind of left on the back burner. And that is the Keith Butler era is officially over. People forget Keith Butler was the one that took over when Dick LeBeau left. I think Dick LeBeau had a few years in Tennessee before he retired, but when Dick LeBeau was ushered out, it was Keith Butler that took over. And Keith Butler did a tremendous job. Sure, he had some shortcomings, but he did a tremendous job for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, especially when it came to rushing the quarterback. So now you have Terrell Austin comes in, his first year as a defensive coordinator with the Steelers. And then you throw into the mix this Brian Flores. Some want to call it the Terrell Austin slash Brian Flores era, maybe beginning. I don't know if I want to go that far just yet. Based on the fact that when you think about that statement, we're assuming a lot. We're assuming that Austin is willing to take whatever Flores wants to give and use it. Let's be honest, Brian Flores might just be another linebacker coach. He might just be another mind in the meeting, just like Carl Dunbar, just like Coach Mitchell. I could go Jerry Olsavsky, all those specialized coaches. He might just be another one. But still, the Terrell Austin era officially begins. What's it going to look like? We don't know. Just like we don't know what the post-Ben Roethlisberger era is going to look like, neither do we understand what the Terrell Austin or Brian Flores era is going to look like. 
if you caught the episode, the latest episode, which aired, I believe, Monday evening on the Steelers YouTube channel, you can also watch it on the app or the website of The Standard, which is their their show. Um, this I always thought this was a reactionary thing for the Steelers to do after the Pittsburgh Penguins in the room, which is their every single season they do an in the room document documentary style really really good I mean it's so fun to watch them go behind the scenes and the Steelers kind of did that as well they wanted to do that their own way they don't have as many episodes but still their show the standard they they debuted a new one they talked a lot about Kevin Colbert Kevin Colbert's growing up in the north side of Pittsburgh how he finds his way back to be the GM does it for 20 years and then he retires the Kevin Colbert era is over Welcome the Omar Khan era. What has Omar Khan done since he has taken over? Well, got Minka Fitzpatrick paid, managed the salary cap well, brought in Larry, as we call him on this show. And it's one of those situations where all like, although all the other things that have changed, some of them are left with question marks. Ben's gone. Who's the quarterback? No one knows. Tara Lawson takes over for Keith Butler. What's that gonna, going to look like? No one knows. In this case, we don't necessarily know what the Omar Khan era is going to be like. We have a little bit of taste. We haven't gone through a draft season or anything like that with Omar Khan at the helm, but still, Kevin Colbert era officially over. Whether he stays on in an advisory role or not does not matter. That era is over. Another page being turned by the Pittsburgh Steelers as training camp gets underway. And if that wasn't weird enough, now you also just have the the every year turning of the page from last year to this year. 2021, it's done. Welcome 2022, a blank page. We put back the 9-7-1 Steelers, the playoff team, the team that rallied, that was able to somehow, someway climb their way back into games, probably didn't. I'm not going to want to say deserve. We don't. No one deserves anything, but probably shouldn't have won some of the games that they did. But they found a way. Got through some tough injuries. People that were just no non-existent, meaning Stefan Tuitt just not showing up. We don't know what that was last year. We know he's retired this year. Another page is being turned. <laughs> I forgot that one. But still, you're turning all. You're putting all that behind you. The 2021 Steelers are done. They're now nothing more than a page on websites like Pro Football Reference and Wikipedia where you can go back and read about the seven fourth-quarter comebacks or game-winning drives by Ben Roethlisberger in his final year. You could hear about the final year of Heinz Field as Akrasher Stadium now becomes the name of where they play their home games. You could read about the crazy way they finished with beating the Browns and having a record number of sacks in that game at home the final game at Heinz Field, and then they go on the road and beat the Baltimore Ravens in overtime. They get to punch their ticket to the playoffs by watching the Sunday night game between the Chargers and Raiders go down to the very last play. They get in, they go to Kansas City and get shellacked. All of that. Man, there was some good good stuff last year. A lot of people were down on that year thinking it was kind of lousy. The more I talk about last season, the more I kind of look back and say, that was a pretty good year. It was a pretty good year. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't what we all hoped. Didn't end in a Super Bowl or even an AFC Championship game. Didn't even end in a playoff victory. There was a time where no one thought that a playoff game was even possible, yet they found a way to get it done. 
So that's gone. Now we enter in this clean slate. A fresh page. The 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers. What is going to be written on that page? It starts today. It starts Wednesday. It starts with these players at St. Vincent College starting to put their best foot forward. Storylines abound. How are the seven rookies going to be acclimated? Whether it's Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Calvin Austin III, Connor Hayward, DeMarvin Leal. I could go on. There's so many storylines just within that small group. How do some of the new faces fit in? Levi Wallace, Miles Jack, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Mitch Trubisky. Who wins that quarterback battle that I talked about with Ben Roethlisberger era being over? What era starts now? You know, Jeffrey Benedict had a great podcast on Tuesday on the cutting room floor that talked about the it factor in the, in the quarterback play, the it factor. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it. Really good listen. There's so many storylines, and I want you to know that we at Behind the Steel Curtain are going to be with you every single step of the way to break it down every which way and sideways. And if you haven't checked it out yet, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We started our training camp confidential yesterday, Tuesday morning. We were running a lot more stories than we normally do. And if you're wondering, well, Jeff, I might have missed something. You guys are publishing so many stories, a lot of this stuff gets pushed down. Haha, I thought about that. Not my first rodeo, folks. Go to the main page, whether you're on your mobile device or on desktop, you will see the top six boxes. The final box, before it goes into the smaller boxes, you will see it says Training Camp Confidential, and it shows you a number of stories. Every time we publish a story that is a part of the Training Camp Confidential, click on that, and it'll show up there. You can go back and reference all of those articles, some really great stuff from people like Kevin Smith, Jeffrey Benedict, Brian Davis, Dave Schofield, myself, Shannon White's going to have one running today on Wednesday. So make sure you check out the Training Can Confidential. Get yourself ready. Get yourself pumped up for some Steelers football by following us, not only on Behind the Steel Curtain's network of podcasts, but also at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be a one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Fresh slate. New season. I'm excited. I'll tell you what else I'm excited for is the mailbag segment coming up right after this break. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the mailbag segment. Every single Wednesday, I do this. I answer questions by the Ride or Die crew. And if you're wondering, how do I get my question answered? It's simple. You create a free Twitter account. And all you have to do is follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And on Tuesday, normally around noon, it was a little bit late today, we were demoing my kitchen I mean, demolishing the kitchen, ripping out cabinets, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, I checked Twitter 
because you know players are reporting. And actually, one of my followers said, "Hey, did I miss the 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 question for the mailbags?" Like, shoot, it's late. Thankfully, you all pulled through because you all are awesome. In the clutch, you pull through. And you respond to that tweet, and I'll answer the question. That's how it works. All right, let's get this show on the road. Brian Haynes, he said, my only question this week. Wow, rare that he only asked one, but here we go. Do the Steelers playmakers strike fear into the league anymore? I'm talking TJ, Cam, Minka, Najee, like we used to be the team nobody wanted to face. Are we that team now, or can we be that team? Well, are they that team now? When you talk about TJ, Cam, and Minka, yes, that gets the opponent's attention. Najee, it's tough to say him because you got to know who the quarterback is. In the offensive line, blocking for him, the team game. Offensively, I don't think anyone is scared by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Defensively, yeah, that pass rush is still nasty. So are they that team now? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Can they be that team? I absolutely think they could. If that offensive line develops, quarterback play improves, they absolutely could be that team. Good question, though, Brian. Thank you. Southside Doc asks a couple questions. First one, with the limited number of preseason games and practices, how realistic is it for new players to outright win contested positions? Are we more likely to see trends like rookie rookies uh, green starting last year or veteran players taking preference. This is a very unique challenge that coaches have to deal with. Less preseason games, limited number of padded practices. Is it easier for incumbents or veterans to win jobs? I think that the answer to that is yes. They know it's a known commodity. That doesn't mean that it's impossible for a new player, a rookie, or someone that is new to the team to win that job. The one thing that these players now going into 2022 have that even the last two years didn't have is a full off-season schedule, OTAs that were normal and not virtual, mini camp that was in person and not virtual, uh, training camp that's at Latrobe and St. Vincent College. That matters. So you got to keep that in mind too. It's not impossible. A next question from Southside Doc. How should preseason games be considered for evaluation? Should fans be optimistic or pessimistic on performance due to inherent differences between the talent on the field at times? Okay, and then he uses hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much, Southside Doc, for the question. So I think the preseason games, especially with only three, they absolutely should be considered for evaluation. Should fans be optimistic or pessimistic? Let's go over and review the precautionary tale or cautionary tale of Tuzar Skipper. You know, Tuzar Skipper, when he was with the Steelers, man, I think that was in 2017 maybe. Could be wrong. Either way, the year doesn't matter. He's out there and he's sacking the quarterback. Doesn't matter who it is. He's he's just racking up sacks. Well, you got to put things in perspective. Tuzar Skipper getting sacks against third and fourth string tackles is not necessarily doing it against starters. So, Having some level of, okay, let's evaluate who's the player, what play was made, who was the competition. So if, let's say, in preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks, Najee Harris, against the ones, rushes for 75 yards, busts off a 50-yard run, catches a pass, and is dominant. Well, who did he do it against? He did it against their starters because they had their starters out to match the Steelers. Yeah, you get excited for that. However, if... Mateo Durant, an undrafted rookie in the fourth quarter, he carries the ball four times for 35 yards 
and makes one guy look silly, if that one guy was a fifth-string defensive back, eh, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You can enjoy it. Take it with a grain of salt. Good questions. All right, Aiden Blaine says, Hey, Jeff, considering McNichols is an undersized receiving back, do you think it's possible he was brought in to push for Anthony McFarland's roster spot? I do think Anthony McFarland should be looking over his shoulder. Yeah, this guy is kind of what they wanted Anthony McFarland to be when he was drafted in 2020. He just hasn't shown it yet. So this is not a guarantee that McNichols is going to make the roster, nor is it a guarantee that McFarland is going to make the roster competition level just got ratcheted up and I'm here for it. Believer said, how much did the release of Edmonds free up? I can't think of anything else. Thank you for that. Believers. I, to be honest with you, I don't think there was much salary cap compensation or relief. I think his salary in 2022 was just 895,000. So that's not even a million. That's probably not going to, it's not going to count towards everything. So I don't think there was much, you know what? Let me, let me just tell you this way. Dave Schofield's going to have a salary cap update on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Check that. He'll let you know. All right, Tank asked several questions. On Super Bowl Sunday, the Steelers win. That's awesome. What is more likely to happen? Brian Davis reliving the last 2 a.m. story of a Steelers Super Bowl or Dave crunching the numbers of why and when the Steelers won? Okay, so if this is like the postgame show, we're all on it. The Steelers just won the Super Bowl. What's most likely to happen? Um... At that time, you know, we're all going to talk about the stats of the game. Dave will probably point to some stats that caused the Steelers to win or helped them win. And Brian's probably going to talk about some 2 a.m. story. That's just the way that the postgame show uh, is. I'm going to say push. Next question from Tank. Now that the players are in camp, are we expecting to talk about Big Ben again this season? I I don't want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. I hope I don't have to talk about Ben Roethlisberger. I hope he doesn't give interviews. I hope he doesn't say anything stupid. And like I said on Monday, I don't even, just don't even, if you go to a game, go through the side door, the back door, whatever the case may be, and, you know, don't have the cameras on you. Maybe just, man, do just stay at home. Like that, that's what I really want. Okay. Two more from Tank. Does ice go in a glass of milk? No, I don't know. No, he doesn't. Last one, the longest yard with Adam Sandler or the replacements with Keanu, the better football movie. Neither movie is good, in my opinion, but I'll take Adam Sandler in the longest yard because they did have NFL players in that. I do not like the replacements. I know Brian Davis loves that movie. I did not like it. Not a fan. All right, next question. RJ, if you could take any one from Steelers history to make your own defense, who would you pick? All right, so he here's what his defense would look like. Free safety, Minka. Strong safety, Troy. I like that tandem. I'm not messing with that at all. Cornerback one, Mel Blunt. Cornerback two, Ike Taylor. Okay. All right. I'll even give you that too. I'll agree with that. Outside linebacker, James Harrison. Outside linebacker, TJ Watt. Why would you change that? Inside linebacker. Now they're running a 3-4, so this is different. Um, So inside linebacker, Jack Lambert. Inside linebacker, Ryan Shazier. All right, this is a, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to say no to Shazier. I'm going to say yes to uh, LeVon Kirkland. Uh, it's just the way I want to do it. The defensive ends, Joe Green and Cam Hayward. All right, and the nose tackle was Casey Hampton. Yeah, I, I honestly like that defense. I think that's a good defense. Um, I'm not going to make too many changes. Yeah, it's tough to say that some of those steel curtain players wouldn't be there. 
but it's a different defense. And so if you had four defensive linemen, that would change everything. RJ, you'd use the 3-4. I agree with everything you used there. Good job. Paul Orlando says, training camp is here. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, that's right, Paul. All this talk about Matt Canada finally, quote-unquote, having the players to run his offense, doesn't a good coach fit his scheme to fit the players as opposed to making the players fit his scheme? Jeff, are you a Matt Canada fan? All right, so the first part of your question, and it's a great question, shouldn't the coach be able to mesh his scheme uh, with the players that he has? Possibly. It's easier said than done. You know, there were... um, I'm going to hearken back to my coaching days and I didn't coach football. I coached lacrosse and there were times where I would have teams that boy, those players fit my scheme perfectly. And we had really good seasons because of it. And then I had years where the players that I had shoot, I couldn't run any scheme with them. And you got to think the public school system, you can have a feeder pattern and you can work your tail off to try to get these kids ready, but you get what you get. You know, this isn't a, there's no draft. There's no free agency. And so Matt Canada, I mean, when you're handed a Ben Roethlisberger, you don't turn that away. You have to try to make it work. And I think he did. It just it just didn't work out. And, that's, and that happens. Like I said, when those years that I didn't have the most talented team, it's not that I didn't try. It's not that I told the players, well, you can't run my scheme, so that's just the way it is. No, you develop a scheme you think and hopefully work. It just doesn't always work out that way. And I think that's what Matt Canada happened in 2021. Am I a Matt Canada fan? I'm not going to say I'm a fan. Do I believe that his system can work in the NFL? I do think it can work. I do think it can work. I think that this year is going to be very telling in regards to if it can work. But uh, I do believe that his, I'm not going to say I'm a fan of Matt Canada, but I do think the scheme could work. Good questions though. B. Selfridge said, hey, Jeff, I started listening to Let's Ride in February. Excited to ask a few questions for the first time. Welcome to the Wednesday podcast mailbag segment. That's awesome. Thank you for letting me know that you're a new listener. I love hearing from all the new listeners because, like I said, sometimes I wonder if it's just the same old people listening to the show, which is fine. My ride or die crew is the flipping best. But still, welcome to the welcome to the party, pal, as they say in Die Hard. All right, number one, who do you think starts our first preseason game in the last preseason as quarterback? I'm going to go with Jeremy Betts. If you remember, I think it's two or three weeks back, I asked him this very question. He thinks that in week one, you get Mason Rudolph the start just to get it out of the way. And then the last two games, you have Trubisky and Pickett and or, no, he had Pickett two and then Trubisky three in game three. I like that. I, I like that setup. I think that's smart. It makes sense. We've seen Mason Rudolph plenty in the preseason. Second question. If you would go into camp with an upgrade to cornerback or left guard, which one would you take? I like left guard. I like Dotson. I, I think that if he can stay healthy, he's really, really good. Left tackle, that's a different story. But I would say give me the upgrade at cornerback. I, this, if they had a Joe Hayden that was a healthy Joe Hayden, a vibrant, younger Joe Hayden, that secondary would be lethal. With Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton. There's so many things you could do with that. So I'm going to take cornerback. Good question. Thomas asks if you could fill a defense with all TJs and Troys, how many wins does that team get? Um, you're going to have to have other positions, you know? I mean, yeah, TJ Watt is ridiculous, but he's only an outside linebacker. You need a Cam. And yeah, Troy is awesome, but you need a Ryan Clark or you need a Minka Fitzpatrick. 
Who are the linebackers, the insides? You need those players. So how many does this team, how many wins? They would be a tough defense, but I don't know. It's a good question, <laughs> how many wins. We'll say they get 10. Zach Bauer has two questions. Why, number one, why do you think is going to, what, I mean, who do you think? Jeez, I can't even read, I'm sorry. Let me start over. Who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise at training camp and the biggest disappointment? The biggest surprise at training camp, I think, is going to be from one Kenneth Pickett. I think people are going to be really amazed by how well he plays in training camp when he gets out there. If he if he's if he's disappointing, color me stunned. We'll put it that way. Biggest disappointment? I'm going to say the biggest disappointment, and I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I have a feeling the biggest disappointment is going to be DeMarvin Leal. I don't think that, don't take that statement as me saying he's going to not make the team or anything like that. No, he's going to make the team. But I think that he has to find his own spot on the de- on the defense. And they, they're not so sure. This started with me when the reports came out that he gained weight on his own. Who does that? They went and saw you at your pro day. They, they got you at the combine and you're at a certain weight. They drafted you with the assumption that you're at that weight, they don't tell you to gain 15 pounds. You do it on your own. I don't like that. I just don't think that it's it's setting me up for failure. I hope I'm wrong. Zach also says, I've been a fan of the podcast since the summer of 2020. You helped me big time during the COVID era. Thank you for all that you do. Zach, let me just say that you are not the only person that has said that about our podcast network. And I've always said this, because when 2020, when things were shut down, there were no fans at, at games or anything like that, it was tough. It was tough. And I said at the time, if for 30 to 45 minutes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can listen to me. And for those 30 to 45 minutes, you're mentally somewhere else. And I've had I've had listeners that have said, Jeff, I lost a parent. I lost a dog. Heck, I had to put my dog down a few months ago and this Doing this show was therapeutic. If I can somehow be therapeutic for you and whatever you're going through in life, then I have done my job. We, as a network, have done our job. And the fact that you say that means a lot, Zach. Thank you very much. All right, let's get a couple more in here. Kyle Stone says, how much do you think it will help the young offensive line going up against the Steelers' defensive line every day in training camp? Well, what does Mike Tomlin say? Iron sharpens iron? Yeah, that's exactly what he says, and that's exactly what should happen. The Steelers will have a great gauge with the defensive front, but let's also not forget that defensive front last year was 32nd in rush defense. So let's, this isn't the steel curtain. This is not even the two early two thousands defense. They have a lot to prove as well. So if you see reports of the offensive line, just going after the defense and they're mauling them, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit until I see the defense start to stymie uh, the run game of other teams. Last question from right side of history. Does the new running back fix the depth problem at running back and take some pressure off Najee? Will he be able to be effective while giving Najee some relief? So I talked about this in the first half when I kind of outlined what McNichols brings to the plate. But at the same time, I don't. I think it's just a competition. I think them signing him to a one-year deal, they could cut him, and they're not going to lose money, not that much anyways. So I think it's just good competition. Good, good competition. We had a couple late submissions. Let's get these answered. Cheeseball 10. How much should fans read into Alawalu not being physically ready for camp? Is this substantial or does everyone just need to take a breath? Yeah, you just need to take a breath. Starting on the pup list or anything like that is is not holy cow, four, four alarm fire situation. 
Now, we all know, and everyone's skeptical because of Stefan to it. I get that. But no, it, he, with his age, if they want to ease him back into it, especially after that injury, just be fine with it. He's He's been through it. Get some of these other guys reps. That's what they need. Same with Larry. If Larry doesn't start off camp really, he's doing more individual work, that's okay. That's all right. All right, last question from Corey Eckenroth. He says, if any of the Steelers quarterbacks has a touchdown interception of 22 and 13, would you be satisfied? This is what Mac Jones accomplished last year. Is it too much to ask of KP8 if he wins the job, or Trubisky for that matter? 22 touchdowns of 13 interceptions? Shoot, that's not even a 2-to-1 ratio. I want a 2-to-1 ratio. So give me 22-11, to that'd be fine. I think that's a good starting point. Starting point. Protect the football. That's what it's all about. Protect the football. All right. That does it. Ride or die crew. Strong as always. We are ready. I know you're ready because I'm ready. And if you listen to me, you're ready. New slate 2022 is here. Buckle up, baby. It's only going to get better from here. I'll be back on Friday with another Let's Ride. You know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.